What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Timmins podcast. I'm your host, Timmin, and this is the podcast, most talked about podcast in Goshen. I'm going to claim that. I'm going to name it and claim it. Um, guys, I have a great guest here today, DJ from Concrete Barber. What's up, DJ? Hey, how's it going? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Yeah. It's a good Monday. We're, we're not working today, so that's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, it's uh, way too early. <laughs> time change got us it got us so bad yeah this is you know a week before we'll post this but yeah um it's tough yeah yesterday i woke up at 8 uh 8 30 and i was like man did i really sleep in at 8 30 yeah oh no that's right we lost an hour yeah i but, was uh i definitely did not stay up too late to watch the time change happen on my clock at, uh, in real time i definitely had that happen sunday night i was up like at 2 a.m and then i look it was one fifty, and then I look, and then it's 3 o'clock. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The time like, it sucked. It sucked to watch that happen in real time. I'm, like, I'm too old for this. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Amber did the same thing. She she was up for one reason or the other, and, and she said she watched it for the first time this uh, weekend also, and it was crazy. <laughs> it's, it's They literally steal an hour like that across the globe. Just gone. You know, yeah, just gone. I'm like, this is wild. Yeah, it's uh, It's better for us, though. We're going to be a better humans because the time, the hour is gone. We're going to be happier. You're going to be a better person. That's what I'm telling myself, at least. Yeah, oh, we've yeah. we've gotten stronger because of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, dude, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, I think, uh, what's the best way to start this? You know, you just reached out. You said, hey, people are talking about the podcast at the at the barbershop. I'd love to come on. Like, dude, let's do this. Yep. Uh, and uh, I have a mutual, I've come and cut, got my hair cut from you a couple times. And then I have a mutual friend. We have a mutual friend, Scott, who's been on the podcast multiple times. He's like, dude, you need to get DJ on. And so uh, the stars aligned. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> on this uh, snowy Monday morning yeah. in March. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, dude, well, first off, let's just you know introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. Well, what what you know what your company is all that fun stuff okay um uh, I'm, I'm daniel dj leper and i am the concrete barber or i guess self-proclaimed that's what i am but my wife and i my wife amber and i run the concrete barber and that's our our family business yeah um it's a family affair our, our natalie our oldest daughter natalie is our it person <laughs> whenever we need help with a computer we don't know she's the one that does it <laughs> she's the one amber does the like the books and the scheduling the accounting that's and cool. I hang out in the barber shop and do all the all the fun stuff. Cut the hair and yeah. yeah, yeah. Cut the hair and be goofy. Yeah, remodel the place. That's what I've been watching you guys do recently. Yeah, just, oh. we've been making some changes. So yeah, that's been cool. That's cool. Well, I know. When did you first start? Um, when did you open up a barbershop? Because I, I, when I first interacted mm -hmm. with you, you were in you're over by the Mel and Mel. And uh, the taco place, you know, I'm talking new image or shopper yeah. image or something like that. Yeah, new image. Yeah. So that was in July, June of uh, 2017. Wow. Is when I started in there. Okay. And then in March of 21, we moved down downstairs below Common Spirits. Yeah, that's a cool little spot. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And then in January 1st of 23, we moved into the old Scott's Barbershop. Wow. Yeah. Do different locations, but all kind of downtown, which yep. is kind of cool. All yeah, right there. Scott's is a, that's been around since I, I mean, I grew up in Goshen. I remember being like in high school, you know, 12, 15 years ago and seeing that place. I think that's been a staple for a while. That barbershop has been like 
that prime spot for a long time. Yeah, it has been. I, uh, I went there with my grandpa. No way. To get my hair cut there, <laughs> like, early in the morning. Uh, it, you know, it would have been in the, in the early 90s and during the 90s. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, Scott, no longer, he just kind of closed. He was done. I'm sh- retired, maybe? or Yeah, uh, Scott Sr. had, I think he had retired, like, in 2000, the late 2000s. Yeah. Middle 2000s at some point, And then his son had, had ran it for a while. And then, and then there'd been some different people in and out of there, yeah. keeping it, keeping it going and putting a lot of effort into it and yeah, holding it together. Yeah. And <clears throat> at the at late last year, yeah, they approached me and had to help them take it over and yeah. keep, keep it going. So that's cool. Is it now it's no longer Scott's, right? It's DJ. Yeah. We just, yeah. yeah I just left the, the, the barbershop name up there and yeah. the just, little squirrel thing. Too, yeah. The barber right? pole up yeah. there. Yeah. And it's just the concrete barber, and moved it over on Google Maps. Yeah, which basically, that's, yeah, right across the street, basically. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. When did you? So, t- kind of. T- I mean, I saw your story. It's on Twitter, which is great. That's a great thread that you have as your pinned tweet. Okay. Um, oh, thank about you. Your whole kind of experience and journey into barbershop, and almost like a life story, really, that you condensed into I don't know, maybe twenty or thirty tweets or however it was to to get it together but um yeah why don't, why don't you kind of explain kind of how you got to cutting hair okay um well it's not it's something i never thought i would do yeah it was never even on, on my radar and the first time it became a possibility to me was uh, when we were getting ready for deployment to afghanistan in 2010 oh wow a friend of mine had just gotten done with barber school uh tim harrigan is his name yeah and he um and he cut everybody's hair the whole deployment and kind of ran this little barber shop within our platoon because our only options was to go to the PX barber, uh, like on base, yeah, and waste your weekend waiting in line, <laughs> yeah. or work out a deal for your, your buddy to cut your hair in the barracks, yeah. And um, and I just kind of admired that and I was like, man, that's so cool. And I thought, how do you? How did you become a barber? How did you get to do this? He's like, well, I just went to school. Oh wow. Like that, that, you just can go to school. I always thought you had your grandpa or right. you had to be born into it. It's like a family business. Yeah. They pass the shears on to the next or the clippers on to the next one, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's uh, that's the first time it, my mind saw something like that as a possibility. Hmm. And then uh, that kind of planted the seed and just, and um, yeah. So, so from there, I kind of put it in my back pocket and said, all right, if I ever stop pouring concrete, because in that moment, 2010, I loved doing what I was doing, yeah. pouring concrete. This is after deployment. This is back when you're, or no, you were, oh, you were doing this while you were in deployment as well. The haircuts? No, the concrete. Yeah, yes, to a degree. Okay. Because we were combat engineers and part of our job was concrete. Oh, interesting. So, so okay. we did some concrete work there, but that wasn't the focus of our deployment. Okay. Um, but yeah, so when I came back, I was, I, uh, I was in the Marine Reserve, so I had a full-time job for Bender's construction, pouring concrete. Gotcha. I guess I should back up a little bit. Before we went to Afghanistan, I had been pouring concrete. Oh, even before. Okay. Yes. It's kind of like a summer job or. Yeah. I graduated high school in 2003. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll 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 go go, even back farther. We'll go all the way back. We'll get the, we'll put the concrete in at first before the barber, um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. 
and I'd watched nine eleven happen in school. Yeah, and I was I was pretty patriotic about that, and decided to go into the service. Uh, went into the into the Marine Reserves, and when I came home, I got a job pouring concrete wow. for Bender's Construction as a, like a summer job. Yeah, and it just stayed stayed. Yeah, for fifteen years. Yeah, so I would pour concrete full time, and then one weekend a month, two weeks a year, I would go go yeah do do, do Marine Reserve duty. Mm-hmm. Training and whatever the yeah, I have a friend who's in the Marine Reserves, and uh, yeah, they do the same thing. You know, training all the time or one week they're doing stuff two weeks they're doing training and yep and it's usually the most inconvenient weekend of the yeah. month when <laughs> yeah. everybody's doing something that you want to go do you scheduled it and then it's like yeah it's exactly. like now i gotta go to drill yeah it's over with <laughs> so yeah but that was a lot of fun we hit we got to go during that time we got to go to trinidad and tobago oh cool uh panama uh Some other spot, yeah. Yeah, some other spots. Caribbean spot. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we built some schools and did some charity work. And, oh, that's cool. And, yeah, got to go to a lot of different places and get some good good training. Um, in, in 2006, I went to Iraq. Oh, wow. And then... Were you there for a while? Seven months. Oh, my word. Both deployments would were seven months wow. there. You know, I was... I kind of told you I was just on vacation. I was on vacation at 29 Palms, California. I, were you... Do you know where that's at? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did uh, we did our uh, like our effects there yeah. before our Afghanistan deployment. No way. Yeah. yeah. So I was visiting um, the Marine that's in the reserves, and that's where he lives. Um, and I, I'd never been there, and I get there, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is a Marine town. Yeah, like, it's like just that's all. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's the safest I've ever felt in California. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, nothing's happening there. Yeah, more guns and knives and twenty nine palms than all California. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Uh, but that was uh, it was cool because when I was there, he was explaining to me this is the most Afghan or Iraq or Afghanistan like conditions in the United States, and so that's why they train there, so that when you go and deploy, you're like, oh, I'm at home. Yeah. You know. And he said when he deployed, it was like. He felt like they just put a blindfold on him, spun him three times, and pulled the blindfold off, and he was in. <laughs> you know, hey, right? you're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, it's terrible. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's crazy. So did you get on base and got to, like, kind of explore a little bit? And- they um, they live off base. They offered me to go on base, but I was more interested in Joshua Tree. So okay. I was just, like, rock climbing and out in the, the Fun stuff. Yeah, it was very cool. I I. I'm interested in getting a camper van and just living there for a couple months, especially with the snow that we got this morning. I'm like, ah, it'd be sick to be out in the desert. It's no good. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, sorry. So, um, yeah, pouring concrete, you deployed, uh, seven months and, um, yeah. So what, what happens after that? Uh, then we come home and then that was in 2007. Okay. Keep pouring concrete. Yeah. And then 2009, we'd go to Afghanistan. Wow. And I get this Barbara idea. That, so that's where you got it, okay? Because you saw him do the haircuts at that point, and you're like, okay, maybe yeah. that could be in. Yeah, because I watched this dude basically hustle all these people for haircuts. <laughs> it's a skill. And Yeah, and I'm like, well, hold up. Okay. Yeah, he's, I could do this. Yeah, he's getting paid to hang out with his homies, and and that looks like a lot more fun than being outside in the weather. Yeah. And... um you know, all of his friends were probably very grateful that they didn't have to go and stand in line for a couple hours to get a haircut. And they probably, you know, I, there's something to that. Like, you know, you're hustling them, but you're also improving their lives yep. as well. It's like a mutual 
you can see that mutual right there. So. It, and it works. Yeah, and it, it works. And if the environment's right, it just, yeah, it's magical. Yeah. So you got that idea. Then you come back, I'm guessing, back home yep. at that I'll point? Come back home and, and back to pouring concrete. Yeah. And by that time, I think I turned 30. And it started feeling a little bit older, and the weather was a little bit colder. And I never, I never enjoyed from day one the cold, the cold yeah. weather. Yeah. And to this day, I don't. It's, it's like <laughs> what it is. But and so it really started making me think about it. And I looked, um, I looked. Well, yeah. Also, so during that time, I had been married. So I was married in 2006, divorced in 2010, 11 sometime. So there's that going on. Yeah. And so after that, I started actually looking into barber school. And the only school I could find was in Fort Wayne. Mm. And I didn't have enough of the belief yet. So I just never, I found reasons why it wouldn't work. Right. And I kept just doing what I was doing and living. Yeah. <laughs> existing. Yeah, existing because, oh, I don't know, I was like of the world, I guess, and didn't think outside the box and didn't really have any belief outside of what the systematic life that I lived to this point. Yeah led me to um and then in like 2014 i kind of say it went through my midlife crisis yeah. it feels like and i said i'm gonna figure out this it was one october and the weather was just terrible outside and we were pouring concrete and i said yeah, i'm done with this i'm done with this <laughs> yeah. and it's something that i thought about i'm like okay you work for you're 32 33 you work for a family business and you're not family mm-hmm and so you can either keep doing this and that's just, you take your chances, whatever happens with the family happens with the family, or you go find another job pouring concrete with a different crew and you're the new guy at 3540. Bottom, bottom of the row. I mean, you got experience, but yeah. 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 It's a jungle. So you got to prove yourself. Yeah. And I didn't like those. I was like, or you take the effort to figure out how to do this barber thing that you've been curious about. So then I actually started putting the effort into it. Wow. And like, so early through, like through that 2015, I figured out that I could go, I was eligible for the post 9-11 GI Bill through my deployments. Oh, nice. And that would pay for the barber school tuition, like I think 90% of it. Wow. And then I would um, get a stipend for like living expenses while I was in school. And that made the difference of what I needed to take off of work to get to school. No way. Yeah. So it worked out. It, it was just like a real, this is going to happen. Right. Yeah. And it's like, like people talk about navigating the VA and navigating government programs. Yeah. Like it takes time and <laughs> effort. Yeah. Yes. But if you get intentional. It will work. It will work. Yeah. It just isn't going to happen like. Smooth butter, right? It's like you have to really probably knock down doors, be you know focused to get to get it to. It's a slow moving machine. Yeah, so you got to be over there cranking those wheels to make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poking at it, right? To, and if you want, if you're trying to get the government to pay something for you, they're not gonna just hand you money. Yeah. I mean, nobody does that. Yeah. Or else everyone would get that. So you, it's just like you have to get your mindset to, I'm going to work at this as I am going to work at my job yeah. for a paycheck. And so I navigated that system and I got to the point where I needed to work 32 hours a week at Bender's 
and then I could drive to Fort Wayne every day. Gotcha. Five days a week, Monday through Friday. And um, through school. Through school. Which is um, a couple hours, I'm assuming. It was right? like an hour and 15 minutes one way. Oh, God. Stellhorn and Laymire, the <laughs> intersection of uh, it was Ravenscroft Beauty College. Okay. The barber school there. Yeah. Is it still going? Still going, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, so then I had to, uh, I, I went to Levon and said, hey, I, I'm either going to have to quit and find a different job because yeah. I'm going I'm to go do this barber thing. Maybe I could get a job in Fort Wayne or whatever just to make it work. Yeah. And he said, well, if you come and work in the mornings, you you can leave it like around noon. Oh, wow. Because by that point, we don't need as many guys because the concrete's usually poured. Right. And you need less people to finish. But you have to drive to every job site. Uh, so and then you would leave from there. Because I'm sure you would drive to Bender's Construction and then go. To the job site, right? That's typically how it. Yeah, I, yeah. I would follow. I would follow them to whatever job they were going, or if they told me, like, if we were working close to Fort Wayne. Yeah. They would say, "Hey, we're working there," and I would drive, pack my stuff for the day, and then I had an aunt and uncle that lived in Fort Wayne, so I could go to their house and shower and clean up between school. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, so I just That's had a grind. So you were really grinding then. Yeah. That was the, yeah, pedal to the metal at that point. I'm sure, or in some ways, just like. I'm going to figure this out. This is going to happen. This is the tough start. Yeah. This is the, yeah. So, so I set, I set all that up through, through 2015 and started school in December of 15, Harbor oh, wow. school and started that grind, that schedule. Yeah. That. And that takes, how long did that take uh, to, par- com- to complete? It took me 18 months. Okay. Wow. It, it's 1500 hours. So you go to school and you clock in. And they just start racking up hours. <laughs> and I, I would go, they would let you go to school an hour early every day. And I would go to that school hour, an hour early every day. So every week I was making up five hours. Wow. Just to get that in. Yep. Yeah. To get in and be done in 18 hour, or eighteen months. Yes. Oh, my word. What other profession do you have to do 15 hours before you can do something? You know, I'm like, I don't know. A, I'm, there probably is, right? But I can't yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. You know. And it's, I understand the, the idea of school, but I think there could be different, a barber school. I think there'd be other, it could be situated differently. Yeah. But. That's kind of a high, um, you have to be in to do it. You know, 1500 hours is a big chunk of time. So right. Like I'm going to be, yeah. So if you, you have to be committed to do it, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's. I mean, it's regulation, and it it just is what it is. Yeah, but just how it goes. How it goes. Wow. So you do that. So eighteen months from 2015. So it was like 2016 or the end of 2016 when you were. I started barber school in in December of 2015. Oh wow! So it was like early 2017. And then I went. Yeah. So then I went through. Yeah, like May of 17, I was done. Wow. And then June, I think June 1st, I started. June or July 1st, I started in New Image. Wow. that So that's yeah, just a month or two later, and then you boom, into that. So you're working concrete that whole time, off and on, right? You have 32 hours concrete, going to school. And yep. then when was your like last day at concrete? My last day of concrete uh, wouldn't have been for another eight, 18 months. Yeah. So then when I started, yeah, so my daily schedule is 6 a.m. concrete, noon off, Go home, clean up, leave for Fort Wayne at two, 
be at four, be in class from four to nine, drive home. Oh my gosh, an hour and fifteen minutes or yeah, so like ten fifteen, ten thirty, you're home. Pass out, wake up, repeat. Yeah, <laughs> another peanut butter, another two or three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the road. <laughs> yeah. and, and the fun thing too, I had a so I was a bachelor at that time, and I had this little uh, fox terrier. Miniature okay. fox terrier. That was my dog, right? Yeah. So what am I supposed to do with this dog? I'm like, well, I guess you're a road dog now, dude. <laughs> so he would come with me to the job sites. And, no way. Yeah, and I had a uh, had like a food bowl and a water bowl and his toys. Yeah. And at some job that we could let him out, we'd let him out and play with him. And if I could take him, I'd take him for walks when I could. Yeah. Leave the windows open, and he would just chill in there. Um, and I had a like a electric heating blanket for him yeah i would take him to school with me oh he was pampered yeah <laughs> he just hung out with me everywhere and because that's just what i had to do yeah does he ever come into the barbershop now or no he passed away in uh 2000 february of 18 oh so yeah, yeah. and not that that's a relief but we had a baby oh and then, yeah, and then he's kind of like hey i'm i'm out yeah <laughs> you're like nice okay yeah all right gunner we'll see you <laughs> yeah um yeah. So anyway, so so then my last day of concrete would have so I worked at New Image. I I all right. I poured concrete five days a week, and then I would cut hair in the evenings on Wednesday, like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Oh wow! And I I started that like four hours, yeah. like twelve twelve hours a week cutting hair, and as those hours got booked, I would add more haircuts and take more time off of concrete and slowly transition over yeah yeah because i couldn't justify the time away from concrete to go sit in an empty yeah barber shop right yep yeah and so knowing i wanted to be a barber and i wasn't able to do that until i built a clientele motivated me to build a clientele and figure out those ways and yeah just make it happen and just as it grew over 18 months then in december of yeah, December of 18. That's when you made the jump. Yeah, at the Christmas party. <laughs> at the Bender's Christmas party. I was, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to make this haircut thing work. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, I'll see you in March to keep pouring concrete. <laughs> yeah. And if it works, then... Wait till it's uh, warmer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because most winters, we didn't we didn't work Yeah. anyway. Yeah, because the ground's so hard. I mean, how can you yeah, pour concrete? Yeah. Yeah. So, they, uh, so that was a good time to, to try it. Yeah, and Amber thought I was crazy doing it right before, right before the uh, Christmas and the holidays, yeah. and I thought that was the perfect time because everybody needs a haircut during the holidays. Right. So who? So why not cash in on this right now? Right. Yeah. Take a chance at the opportunity of somebody giving the new guy a chance because they have no other option, right? Yeah, and there's no. Yeah, there's everyone else is booked, so I have to. Yeah, I gotta get my haircut before. I right. See grandma. <laughs> if I nail some of them. Yeah. Exactly. So then you made the leap. It worked. And it worked. Yeah. That's wild. And then now you're on this. Okay. So then, okay, you start, and we kind of talked about that. You're there, um, and then you moved to underneath Common Spirits, and now you have your own spot, and you've just grown since then. So was that now five years? Uh, yeah, five, almost five years of. Yeah. This July, I guess just July would be six, will be six years. Six. Wow. Yeah. You've just grown this since then. What's that like? Uh, it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. Like the time flies, because in seventeen we had a, a we started the barbershop in June, had a baby in November, 
and we and actually Amber and I got married in January first of seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah, so in seventeen we got married and started a barber shop and had a baby. <laughs> wow! In the calendar year, and yeah, so that like life has just been crazy. Yeah, yeah that was a kickoff to a new season. Yeah, really. Yeah, completely. Season one's done. Season two started. You know, like let's go. Yep. Uh, that's wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, and so and with that also, we, I married into a blended family. So Amber has three older kids. Oh wow! Uh, Natalie, and she's uh she's uh, like a, a senior at nursing school at Orvid USB. Oh, very cool. There, there's Nathan here that's that's uh, local, and then uh, Jason, that's also here local over in South End. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, you're trying to figure out that's a new thing to navigate as well. Yeah, yeah like from bachelor with a dog on the road going to barber school to. <laughs> house with three teenagers at the time. Right. A little one on the way now. And a little one on the way. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just in being a barber, you know, and a totally shift of like working too, like how you were working to, you know, now this is your own business. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a 95, nine to five. Um, you know, what's going to be coming in, you know, money's going to be rolling in. It's kind of like, all right, I'm now, uh, this is me. I have to do this, yeah, <laughs> in a way, and that's like it's it's what it's exactly what I wanted, really. Yeah. yeah, like I like chaos, and I think that was the fun of pouring concrete and doing commercial concrete was the bigness and the a lot going on, and I wanted like I watched my grandpa run his own business and work for himself and do those things, yeah, and that seed has always just been like in me, yeah, you know, and it's. So to have that and to start living it, it's just been a lot of it's been a lot of fun, and to have I guess the freedom to say, "Hey Tim, and when do I want to come?" Yeah, podcast, podcast <laughs> Monday. Okay, let's yeah, do it. There's the flexibility to do. Yeah, you you run at your own schedule. You're literally creating your life, and yeah. how you want it to. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I think one of the things I remember talking to you because I, 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 you know, I've come and gotten a haircut from you, and you really love. Um, like the business side of running your your business and how to reach out to more people, how to, you know, I remember you said, you know, if you tell someone about about uh, me and they come in and mention your name, you have a, like a way of doing almost a marketing, a referral, all this stuff that you've, uh, were working through and trying to figure out. And um, it's cool to see, I mean, you're, you're dialing it in too, I feel like. You're, you're always booked, not always, but it feels like you're booked a lot. Um, when I, you know, there's times when I, my barber can't cut my hair. So I look at you and it's like two weeks out or three weeks out. I'm like, oh man, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, 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 we're fortunate that way. It's, uh, we're, we're as busy as we want to be. Yeah. And that's the nice thing with my wife, Amber, being able to like, help out with that. Yeah. Like she does the scheduling, she sets the appointments. Yeah. She, uh, we've got like, I don't know over 50 people on a repeating schedule oh, wow. between two and six weeks. Yeah. So we can, it just makes life really easy to structure it. And yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what you want is those, those people who've always come in the regulars, you know, that really, that's that building that book of business you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. And the, and I do like running the business side of it and it is, it is a lot of fun to, yeah, it does like to build the business and, and like see what is possible because that's the only way, I guess that's the natural way to me. Yeah. Um, I took like a, I always thought that marketing was fun and I took a marketing class in high school 
And from that class, I didn't really get a good taste of marketing, so I never really pursued it. Yeah. And now that I'm here in a way that, especially social media, it's it's like fun and easy to just play with all this stuff. Yeah. I'm realizing how much I, I enjoy doing that. And yeah. it's, that's like the fact that it worked to build a barbershop yeah. locally here in Goshen. It's like, okay, let's just have fun doing this in other ways. And it's, I think it annoys Amber a lot of ways because I've always have all these different ideas of things I want to try and, and, because now I just see opportunities. Right. Yeah. If I do this, this might actually get in front of these people and this thing and that. Right. Let's see if I can try this. And Yeah. Yeah. Or even like saying, hey, Amber, we need to have this in the barbershop or we need to yeah. try doing this this way. Yeah. And it's, yeah. That's so cool. I know. I, fo- I follow my man Gary V quite a bit. And yeah. so he's got a, a big influence in my life and he's given me a lot of perspective and now that I'm listening for Tim's know, six or seven years, it's interesting to go back and see things I listened to before and I never caught. Right. It didn't resonate at that point. Yeah. And now I hear it and it hits totally different. Oh, wow. Because I'm at a different place and I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. This is easy. This yeah. Is, it's like, you know, like making videos and just talking and getting to a level of comfort, a comfort and. Yeah. Just being able to be on screen and just chatting. and Yeah. Though that's the one thing you post a ton on social media. I love how you engage with people. I remember talking to you about, you were thinking about doing a podcast at one point in the barber chair, like mic the person up that you're cutting and you mic up and you just chat. And, um, and you've kind of done that sometimes with just having a video there where you speed it up and you show the time lapse of it. You put a really cool, like, I mean, you just, the ways that you're marketing, you're showing your craft, you're showing your barbershop, you're showing the atmosphere, you're showing who you are, which makes people more comfortable when they first come in. Cause they saw, Oh, this is how it goes. I mean, you just, yeah, it's cool how you're producing content to to reach out, and I think that's um, I think people appreciate that, and I'm sure you hear that all the time. Or even new people when they come, they're like, "I saw this video." Yeah, um, you know that's and then that's like feedback for you, like, "Oh, that, that video's working," or "This is working," or not. Yeah, and that's and that's where it it's really hard for me to I to get in touch with my creative side, and I've finally heard like Gary say, "You've got to create stuff for yourself." And that you like, and this year, out of the past six months, I've been listening to the the Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday, okay. and that's been really resonating with me. And I'm just trying to work on myself. Yeah, you know, we're all trying to get a little bit better. Yeah. And the first part of the barber journey, I didn't really document any of that because of my judgment of other people mm. doing it. Yeah. You and people judging you because you weren't good enough at that point or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but and, how crazy would it be to see the cut, your first cut, and then, you know, 10 years later? Right. Like, that would be so cool to see that. And I've got some pictures here and there, but to, like, actually do it the way that I'm doing it yeah. now. Yeah. And the only difference is my perception yeah. of myself. <laughs> yeah. Right? How wild is that? It's crazy. Yeah. So... So that's where, like, through this now, this book is really resonating with me, the Stoicism book. And it's funny because a girl one time told me that I was really, sto- you don't have to be so stoic about everything. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't know what that meant. And like, and she said condescending. So it was meant as an insult. Right. But now I'm reading this book and I'm like, well, yeah, I am just pretty stoic about a lot of things. <laughs> and I align with these thoughts and that motivates me and pushes me. Yeah. Um, so I just want to share it with the world. And that was a natural way to do it because if I don't create every day, then I, it's like working out. I won't. 
Yeah, you won't do it. You'll forget for a couple of weeks. Right. Right. And then you're like, oh man, I need to get back to the gym, post another video or whatever. Yeah. And if, I, and if I'm always trying to post a trend, that's never going to be natural. Right. Yeah. It's kind of what you want to post. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I was watching you guys put up the new uh, ceiling in your place. And um, it looked like there was multiple things didn't go as planned, you know, at oh, no. all. You know, and so and the duck cleaning, the duck cleaning, I actually really enjoyed that video too, seeing what the ducks your air ducts looked like before and after at the end of that video I'm like that's why i watched that that was so good it was nuts right <laughs> yeah it was nasty <laughs> crazy like you can actually hear the air moving now yeah oh really through. yeah oh that's nice so it's cool it uh yeah the uh, the ceiling project's been been uh it was a lot it wasn't necessarily planned that way it just yeah. it just happened and it's just, but that's that's you creating content. You know, oh, you're a barber. You shouldn't be showing what you're doing with the shop. People are, appreciate that. You know, yeah. It's the you creating your own content how you want to. This is what I'm doing. This is how I feel authentic. Look at what's happening in the barber shop. You know, and yeah, I think I, that's the atmosphere. Even though it's not a cut and it's flashy and you know the latest trend, um, people are like, oh yeah, that's what's happening at the barber shop. When I go in, I can talk to them about it. I can see it. Yeah, like I, uh, I, I realized a lot of my anxiety from being a barber was coming from trying to fit inside the barber mm. world. Yeah, you don't have a beard or a mustache. No, like your hair doesn't floop in the front. I don't. No, and like Goshen, right? Who do I serve? I serve blue collar, generally working people. Yeah, or or people that don't want the hard hairlines and a lot of those things that are cool and trendy in the haircut world. So even like finding myself as a barber saying, hang on, I'm the concrete barber and people want functional haircuts and they want their time yeah. to come in and out is more important than some of those things that would take that I could do if I would take the time to learn. Mm. But to me, I didn't see the return and I'd rather build a quality relationship over, over time period. Yeah. like a functional haircut and so like just finding that gave me a lot of peace to now back to and I like I heard Gary now finally say like you can just document what you're doing and having then having my daughter and starting to go wait a minute my parents my mom did creative memories mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what those remember those they're like a scrapbook oh yeah okay and they had like cut out stamps and different stickers and they'd create cool of memories yeah and it's that Instagram and all these socials and this ability to create short content is our version of that. Hmm. So if I document this for my daughter and for whoever else that wants to see it in 10 years, it's here. Yeah. And then go back and re watch it all. Yes. See all the stuff. See and, the progression. Right. And even for, like, we all take pictures, right? And then where do they end up? In some big folder. And we never go through them and find those memories. Yeah. But if we go to the socials and look at maybe a collage or a short little video of each thing like the time we took the ceiling out yeah we watched the videos i'm like okay that's where we were at yeah and i think it really captures those things and it's been fun to just create that now without the expectation of anything other than just documenting it that's cool yeah instagram is a scrapbook it literally is all of it uh that's wild i mean the memes maybe not so much but right <laughs> yeah but still no i yeah that that is really cool and it is you're documenting your journey and you can see that that is really a 
cool way. We are living in a different world now. It's 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 fascinating. Like that's how I feel with the podcast. Like I'm documenting. I do podcasts with my dad where we talk about just weird stuff. But I'm getting his ideas, and I'm I have them recorded. And so my kids and grandkids, if they want to, can listen and be like, "Oh, that's what grandpa." Right. And he was crazy, but he was such a good crazy. And here you're listening to his voice. Um, I had a buddy who passed away, and I had podcasted four hours or six hours with him. And so I was able to clip all of these like things he said about his family and all that stuff and able to make a sound file and give that to the family at the funeral. It was just like, that's, that's crazy. it was wild. And you don't know that's going to happen, but you're literally documenting their voice, their story, their, their thoughts, their expressions, you know, it's, it was, it's much more intimate and it's a tangible memory yeah. more than a picture. It, it, yeah. Because your mind distorts the memories from the pictures yeah. that it re- recreates for that but the that words are the words yeah and, the- and it's it's cool because i mean you can do that with with instagram as well i mean you have those you know when you leave let's say turn 20 30 years when you leave the scott shop that's now you know concrete barber that's what it is right yeah we're not calling it scott's anymore hey, it, yeah, it's it, gone it's the old scott it's, it's old scott's yeah. but when you if you leave that and go somewhere else you'll have you know the progression of those memories you're right it's that scrapbook that this is how we were feeling at this time. This is the stuff we were going through. And I have it documented here to come back and look at in, in the in the future. Yep. I want. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. And if somebody outside of Goshen that maybe never will physically come into the shop takes away some kind of belief. Mm. Because we're like, wait a minute, look at this dude that just poured concrete and did this. Yeah. And he's only an average barber. I can actually cut hair better than he can. <laughs> and I can do all this stuff better than him. And they do it. Yeah then that's worth like that changes the world to a better place to me. I know that is a cool, and yeah, that's the way you reach out past local. Right. Is your social media, um, which is cool. And I'm sure you're starting to see, you see the analytics, you see how it gets to all those people. Um, yeah, dude, well, I'll I'll kind of switch over if that's cool. I kind of want to talk a little bit about crypto because you were one of in your marketing in, the way you're reaching out to people, you did a really unique thing, which I thought was you did your own NFT. Um, you want to kind of talk about how that whole process came out and what what that is, what that looked like? Uh, yeah, I um, so because of the barber shop, uh, actually, uh, yeah. So, so a friend, somebody that had come in, had talked to me about crypto, and it's something I'd been aware of, but never really put some thought into. And he was the first person that was doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hold up. Okay, this dude can do it, right? Well, this dude can do it. I could do it. I can do it. Yeah. And if I'm doing it wrong, he's already doing it. So in two weeks, we'll be back in. I'm like, hey, dude, how do I do this part? <laughs> right? That's the joy of the barbershop. It's like yeah. ask the audience all the time. Yeah. Feedback so, all the time. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. And so then, they, um, yeah, so he, he kind of helped me get going. And that was fun to me. And I started like actually understanding what blockchain is and how it worked and all, what all these cryptos were with different blockchains, mm. and then uh, I'm not. You know Evan Atkinson. Okay, so he's he's a friend of mine that I've known over the years. So met him at the as a front desk guy at the gym at East Lake. I don't oh, know, cool. Ten yeah. years ago, so he he said, "Hey, there's a thing called NBA Top Shot. It's like crypto basketball cards. Yeah, kind of like these NFTs." And so I started looking into that, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is pretty cool. I like this," and that made me start to understand. Um, like what blockchain could do mm. with collectibles. 
And at that time, I was doing baseball cards, trying to get back into the baseball card game and yeah. and flipping them and and doing that. Yeah. And it, I hated. It went I hated crazy during COVID. The baseball cards. I remember they just were like, I mean, you know, yeah, Scott, who we're a mutual friend, he does. Um, I think he might do baseball and basketball, but he just he was showing me the cards that he was trading and selling, and the prices and the graphs and all that stuff at that. You know, this was twenty twenty one, maybe when I was watching that. Yeah, and it was. Me trying to be the you know the business person. Yeah, I wanted to make a business out of it. Well, oh, that yeah. takes time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got a infant and an infant barber shop. Also, I don't have yeah. time to build a baseball card empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then these these top shots, uh, they um, I said, wait a minute, this takes out the shipping. I don't have to go to the post office. Oh yeah. That's a huge chunk of the time and the learning curve mm-hmm. because I already understand. I understand how the cryptocurrencies and the blockchain exchanges so that took over my 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 attention and really got me into the nft oh very cool side of things and then listening to gary he started talking about the functionality of nfts and what they could be used for um and then he 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 got his his, uh his collection in may of i think 21 and dropped it and i said well man i don't want to go to I don't want to go to a festival, so I can't justify spending this money yeah. on the festival after doing my research on it. Um, so I didn't, and I passed a little bit, and I just watched what they could do. And I started thinking, after hearing his words, all right, how could I incorporate this technology into the barbershop? Yeah. And he, he says, they, Gary says that they can be used as tickets and vouchers. And so I said, let, I wonder if I could make a haircut gift certificate for unlimited haircuts in NFT form. Yeah. And, well, I, I did that. Yeah. Um, you Did you take photos of, like, were those the first photos? I mean, because you, and, and, you know, uh, I saw this on Twitter. I thought it was so cool. Because you literally had a picture which you could buy, which was your NFT, and there's only so many that you minted. So, and then the, the person who... Uh, purchased those. Was it like 1.3 ETH or something like that? I forget what it was. A couple of ETH. Yeah. I, y- you have it. So, and then if they want to sell it, you know, they could pass it to the next person. So it was like, uh, you know, you have unlimited haircuts, but then if you are like, all right, I actually want to pass this to someone else, you can do it. Um, I thought maybe you could. Absolutely. You sell it to the next person. So you weren't locked into unlimited haircuts for the rest of your life with concrete. You could get in and out depending on the want of it the desire of it the yeah, cost the, of it the the token the token is the thing that holds the haircuts yeah. not the not the person who purchased it right yeah right. it's the actual nft that you created that is yeah and so it's uh so what they were they were pictures i i've always liked photography yeah and so around job sites if something seemed artistic to me I would take a picture of it. Oh, very cool. So just through my camera roll, I had a bunch of pictures of job sites. And I, I was looking for, like, like I said, I'm not a creative person, so I'm not drawing yeah. drawing NFTs. And I said, I'll just throw these different job site pictures up here because they're cool and meaningful to me in different ways. Right. Yeah, and Concrete Barber, right? It adds to the level of what you do and your past and history. And Yeah. Yeah. And, and as I have conversations with people at the barbershop, a lot of people would laugh about it and just yeah dismiss it yeah and i wanted to prove okay i wanted to prove some of those people wrong yeah or i guess right right <laughs> i wanted to know one way or the other yeah so on on open storefront they had to create your nft 
So one Saturday night when I had some time, I just started down that rabbit hole, and a couple hours later, yeah. I had had an NFT. That's wild project, and yeah. So I sold. My initial intent was to sell them in only in Ethereum because I wanted other people to learn how to navigate blockchain. Because yeah. if I was going to give them haircuts forever, I wanted them to have to work a little bit for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And so that didn't, that worked, that worked well because the first person bought it and they, they put their, uh, like their speed of their transaction, which is called gas on the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah. They put that at a very low cost. So the transaction took almost 24 hours to go through. Gotcha. And that was a good learning opportunity for both of us to know how the system works yeah. and how to navigate it better next time. Gotcha. So, so it worked in that way. But then after that, I realized that that was just a lot of work for people and it was asking too much of them. Yeah. And just recently I heard this perspective of like, people don't care how an airplane works. They just care that they go from point A to point B. Yeah. Yeah. And so that will, duh. Yeah. If people want a haircut NFT and I want the crypto, I should just onboard them the easiest way possible. Yeah. And I'll get the crypto on the backside. Yeah. So I'm, I, I've done, I'm working on a season two now because I wanted to take the, the OpenSea storefront edition is only on OpenSea. Oh, and, gotcha. and there's another uh, another ma- a website like Manifold.xyz where people can create their own projects and their own NFTs. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to play around with that and learn that. So I made another edition, like a season two. And I'm figuring out if I'm going to offer those. Yeah, will it be indifferent? It won't just be ETH. It'll be... Uh, I'm guessing other. No, I'm just gonna sell them in, in dollars. In dollars. Oh, nice. Okay, so then people can and then it'll translate to crypto for you in the back end, or you can just whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of investing too, right? You yeah. Know, it's like um, at the time when you released it, uh, ETH was at a certain level, right? And now it's probably at a different <laughs> level. Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, and like part of the fun of it was giving people the opportunity to watch the market. Yeah. Of Ethereum and dollars and those things. So some people, like right after Russia went into Ukraine, the market tanked, right? Right. Well, I, well, I get this text at two or three in the morning that somebody picked up my NFT. No way. Yeah, right? So good on them. They get it for dirt cheap because they're playing the game. Wow. And I love that opportunity. Yeah. And you put it out there. I put it out there. Right. Oh, that's wild. So yeah, it was it was cheap. They could get free haircuts for the rest of their life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they don't have to they don't have to book they don't have to book online. That's the other thing is you oh. just text Amber on the business line. And we I make myself available. MVP experience right yes. there. That's so cool. And so season two, are you gonna you did four? NFTs? Was it four? Well, I, I created like 15 of them okay. on season one and like 15, 10 of them on season two. Okay. Yeah, because at, at some point you're not going to have enough time to cut everyone. <laughs> yeah, and if it, I think the math for me is like if, if I sell eight of them total, yeah. that, that is four hours a month. Oh, gotcha. That I spend doing NFT okay. haircuts. Right. And to me, that's pretty justifiable. Yeah, that does make sense. It's a half a, it's a, half a work day. Yeah. And now you have crypto. Yeah. Now I got crypto, especially like I mean, I just watching all the <coughs> banking stuff happening right now. Like I'm glad, I mean, I'm invested a little bit in crypto as well, and it's nice to have not all eggs in one basket. You know, it's diversified and yeah, spread it out. Yeah, spread it out. You know, it's the banking system fails. I got my NFTs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and 
And so, so I've actually got something here for you. Oh, so, so uh, with buying the NF the haircut NFTs, I wanted to go into um, into uh, no way into this into NFT projects, and part of that, I wanted to be part of an online community. So it's uh, it's I love these things called it's Pixel Vault, and this is a uh, this is the inhabitants universe. Okay. This guy, uh, I named him Buzzcut. <laughs> He's uh he's the mascot for the barbershop. Oh, I love it. And uh yeah, so I wanted to make make a little product line and make a make a brand and kind of do some of my like crypto and NF more not crypto, but NFT NFT stuff there and and be part of that community. Yeah. And be like the barber of, of that online community. community. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so for like I don't know, like a year or eighteen months I've been hanging out there in Discord and, and Twitter with those yeah. guys and yeah. and being part of that and being welcomed into that group is what really brought me out of my shell because one, my judgment of Twitter right, and what people that tweet a lot <laughs> five years ago coming from Goshen, Indiana yeah, is totally different than now being inside of a community inside of Twitter, inside of Twitter yeah, because crypto and NFT community is largely digital, right? Yeah. And that's just the places they hang out. Oh wow! So I decided I was like, I want to go hang out there. Yeah, what's my persona? What's my front, front yeah. face? Yeah, like how do I get there? And yeah. and somewhere in there, somebody said you should watch uh, Ready Player One. So I watched Ready Player One, and that like really opened my eyes to like what could be. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's factual by any means. But right, but we seem to be going more and more that direction. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, if I want to document digitally, why do I care about? I really care about these people outside of Goshen. Yeah. That I don't even know. Yeah. So if I go build relationships with them, then I don't really care what they think. Right. Because they're actually my friends now. Yeah. And so I went to Twitter and those things. And like I saw these dudes on there and they always oh, have these like profiles of Yeah, and I'm like the, those things are bad ass. Or yacht yacht ape or what is it? Is it board ape? The board ape yeah. yacht club. The yacht club, yeah. And so you'll see those like kind of I see those I mean, even though people may have just taken them. But that kind of style is just really taking over Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and you see that all the time. So, yeah, and this is your profile pick, right? Or uh, is it similar to that? Well, well, so as I got into this, like that was my first one I picked up. Yeah. And because I wanted a bald one kind of looked like me and yeah. resonated with me. And then I realized, well, I want him to be his own character. Right. So I he's want, the mascot. Yeah. I wanted the Jolly Green Giant yeah. of the barbershop. Yeah. And I lo- yeah. he looks like that, but with a Marvel character. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a Marvel character. The ball, I lo- yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, the the guy that drew these, uh, Chris Wall. Okay. He he illustrated for Marvel at some point. No way. Yeah, in his career. Yeah, he's a super talented dude wow. out there. And so he he drew these traits, and they something that's cool is that those come from a thing called a Mint Pass One. Okay. So think of that as like a baseball pack. Yeah. And you will go go on to their the inhabitants website, and you would mint mint a generative identity. So Buzzcut is a generative identity. And when you do that, all of the trades are generated live on chain in in the moment. Oh wow! So it's like pulling a slot machine. Yeah. Where each trait has a, I think I'm saying this correctly, like a percent chance of being rolled. Oh okay. Or minted. Yeah. And then it spits out your identity. Oh wow! So yeah, you just yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, it is kind of like a. Um, I play a lot of video games, so when, sometimes when you open up a pack or whatever, you know you don't know what you're getting. Uh, 
but it's generated right then. And then the person who probably did the art or, or the one that created it is getting a cut of that too, which is so cool. That's the one beautiful thing about NFTs is there's a way to kick back that whoever creates it, whoever starts that gets a little cut of the fees as it goes on. Yeah. Know? And that's, that's actually something that's kind of big right now. That's just in the past few weeks changed to zero, zero royalties. Oh, a lot really? of the, you know, a lot of the marketplaces aren't charge have the, giving the option to not charge royalties. Oh, really? Yeah. And so there's a lot there that's above my head. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't speak on because I don't, yeah. one, I'm not truly an artist that lives off of royalties. Right. And yeah, it's, yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah. The crypto world just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's the once you get into it. So let me just show you this here real quick. Uh, I guess everybody can't see, but this morning at, um, like 222 this morning at 222 that that identity somebody put one of those passes into the machine oh wow and that was created oh wow that's crazy and so that's yeah that's wild and so that's you that's your discord where you you can see all that different stuff whatever community you're part of or yeah yeah that's really cool and so is that how, then that's how this guy was created right yep yeah i i did not create him like i found him somebody had him yeah and so i had to navigate oh. and then negotiate a trade to get him to get him yeah and now this is yours that's so cool and then now you've i mean you're partnering with an actual local um this is soapy gnome to make physical soap with it like that's the trademark that's the brand right there too yeah so i love that that's so so the haircut nfts i rolled into buying buying what i what buying Buzzcut. okay so with Buzzcut, you have all the ip rights yeah, like you have ownership right. of that character and that identity, so I was able to take that to Soapy Gnome and say, "Hey, I want to create Buzzcut's bar soap, <laughs> and I want to I want to make it smell like a barber shop and have it be a manly, you know, manly scent." And it, yeah. and my aftershave at the barber shop is Bay Rum. Oh. It, it's a classic barber shop scent to me. Yeah, and so I said, "Let's make some Bay Rum barber soap," and then they were able to make it purple and green and colorful yeah. and the colors of the, your mascot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so there's something that's unique to these two is like their backgrounds, the different colors. Backgrounds are the different planets that they're from. Oh, okay. Because the inhabitants universe is a big. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a game, oh, a okay. game and um, like a comic book story. Oh wow! System where all these identities are from different places. There's heroes and villains and. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll be able to when you probably play the game, be Buzzcut. Yeah. You know, yeah, the crazy thing. You know, I understand the skin system. I mean, every video game has skins, and you purchase and pass. And you know, you're, you're gambling to get the skins. And if you want a specific skin, you got to pay for it um, with in-game currency, which makes total sense for crypto and all of that. Just to, to yeah, I had uh, Chad Yoder, who is Michigan Crypto King, um, on on the podcast and you know we were talking a little bit about your nft project and stuff on that podcast but um yeah he he was kind of explaining a lot of what the future could be and what it might be in some of the investment opportunities on some of these like you don't know where this will go but in maybe 10 years this is the new Fortnite, right and yeah. everyone wants those cryptos those skins because you bought them when they're super cheap they're going to be i mean i know um are you familiar with csgo Maybe not. It's a. I've heard it referenced, but I don't. It's a. It's a. In Valorant's another one, but they're they're a video game, and I know CS:GO. I had a buddy who um, bought skins right when it first came out, and he had thousands of dollars that he spent. You know, at the start, a couple hundred bucks 
on skins, maybe not even that, maybe a hundred dollars tops. And then at the end, he had six, seven thousand dollars, you know, 10 years later or five years later because of the need for those skins. No one had them. The player base was so small. And now everyone plays that game and wants those skins, but there's only so many skins that were there. Yeah. You know, you see, I mean, that's an investment. You don't think about it when you're playing video games, but then later on, you're like, wow, I have money here yeah. from just something, doing something I enjoy. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm not sure how CSGO works, but like Fortnite, parents and people buy Fortnite all the time. All the time. And it's never going to leave Fortnite's server. Right. Can't take it anywhere. Yeah. It's truly digital. These these are transferable from people. NFTs are transferable from people to people. And yeah. they don't live just within that game system. Right. It can be anywhere. You have it. Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. And I, so I challenge people to do to look at it with that with that lens, and understand that it's more than just a digital picture or a picture of a monkey or yeah. this that or the other. Yeah, the way and I was just um, there's a I'm big into gaming, so that's why this really resonates with me. But I was watching or listening to this guy um, who is his name's Doctor Disrespect. So he's like the he's an OG gamer. Okay. He just has this persona where he's just like disrespects everyone, <laughs> you know? And, um, he was talking about in the future, he'd like to see games where, you know, in this match, there's going to be a chance for a skin. And if you go in and you get that skin, you, then you have to extract, but everyone else in that game knows you have a thousand dollar actual physical thousand dollars worth skin. Everyone in that game is going to want to kill you. Like it makes that game, you know, it puts, like like a bounty mm-hmm. yeah and the real adrenaline of man i need to get this skin that i got in this instance out so it's in my vault and i have that thousand dollars and there's a hundred people out there to kill me right now and i have to blast through you know yeah. I mean? like that gets me kind of excited because um it makes you know video gaming is already profitable but it's like you know, imagine if I was in there and I was the guy that killed it, and now I have this NFT worth of you know the skin that no one else has, thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Who knows what that level is? It's it's based on what people want to pay for it. You know, so it's just I I'm excited. <laughs> well, and it's I, I'm going to share it with you. This uh, so the inhabitants game that's coming out is called um, Battle Plan. I shared okay. I shared it on Instagram this morning. I was having a little fun with it, but that um. The white paper is out Friday. Oh wow! And and it's going to be on the re- reboot protocol, which Pro- Pixel Vault PV had been has been um, incubating. Okay. And that I think at the base idea is that you can, with your like your player score and your player rating, it knows where you're at, and you can go in and put how much you're willing to wager. Oh wow! And what difficulty and how far above your level you want to play. Okay. And if you win the reward is proportionate to the risk. Oh wow. That yeah. you that you took. So you go harder and maybe it's double what you put in or triple, you know, and if it's just normal mode, it's, you know, it pays a one one to one or something. You know what I mean? Or yes. one to one point five or something. Yeah, and somehow the protocol back to the airplane flying and I don't care how, but yeah. somehow it balances all those and works the percentages yeah. and the payouts of what they should be. Oh yeah. House always wins. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's but, but I think but it's it's play it's community ran. Yeah. Where it's the players, it's an even playing field. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, it's not going to the the mob bosses. It's yeah, because it's it's player versus player, and the protocol is just a machine that match makes between yeah. the two to see what your level is, and that that that's cool. Yeah. So if you say I want to take on 
Dr. Dr. Disrespect and his bag. Right. And he's 10 times my level. Right. I'm going to wager this, this to get to that. And you get it. Then you, then you obtain that basically like layer two token or price. Right. And then now that's in your, and your probably level goes up because you killed them, all that stuff. Right. Yes. But yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, dude, that's fast. And we're living in that world. Like, those are stuff we're doing all the... I mean, people are playing video games. People are in the digital world. I love that you're making that connection with your barbershop, too. A physical thing that you're also creating digital. And it's that's such a cool way to bridge that gap. Are you... And you're doing season two. You're probably always thinking about how to do that. I mean, even with this bar soap that you gave me, it's, you know, NFT, that's your mascot, but it's also a physical thing people can buy. And I love the merge of it. When, can you buy this with crypto? That's uh, the someday. I like, yeah. Like if you if someone would get a hold of me and say, "Hey, I want to buy some soap," and I'll have this crypto, I'm like, "All right, yeah. s- send it over. I'll, I'll mail it to you." And it's been like so. The NFT community, right, is mainly international. So later today, I get to go and figure out how to mail some of that. Over, oh no way! Yeah, over to England, and that was part of this. So I was like, maybe my local community doesn't care at all about buzz cuts, NFT bar soap, but there's a lot of people. Who think this is sweet? Who they think it's sweet? Yeah. And why not just have some fun with it and show the world yeah. what you can do with this? Yeah. Because it's easy to sit in Discord and say, "What? Why aren't people doing this? Or why aren't people doing that right. to help this project along?" Right. And I don't know. People tell me I buy some stupid picture, <laughs> and I want to show what can be done with that. Right. Oh, that is so cool. I love that and, man. That is so cool. And then like, okay, so nothing's. I shouldn't say nothing's original, but we all get ideas from somewhere, right? Yeah. So, are you aware of Doug's sports cut? Yes. Okay. So, I went there a couple of times, got my hair cut, and I thought it was always cool that Doug's sports cut had his little his baseball set up yeah. in the dugout for the waiting waiting area, and that he got into Sports Illustrated for having this card shop and barber shop. Yeah. So, as I, as I was doing the cards in 2017, I thought, man, here we go, Doug's sports cut. Well, now I'm, I pivoted a little bit with the NFTs because why can't I be Doug Sports Cut? But NFT. Yeah, NFTs. Yeah. yeah. And that's who I am. That's what I like. Yeah. And now that I'm in Scott's, I feel like at home. I'm not going anywhere. So yeah. it's easy to really focus on the atmosphere now. Yeah, that atmosphere and knowing that I'm just, I'm cutting hair in there. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And now I can actually share in my hobbies. Yeah. And this NFT thing. Something I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's, that's great. And it came from a conversation too. In your, you know in, I mean? it came from the barbershop in a way. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's part of your. I mean, it is. I mean, part of who who you. Yeah, it is a hobby. It's a, a group you're connected with. It's grown from that. The seed was planted, and now it's way bigger. Yeah, and it's it's because of the barbershop that I'm able to view it the way that I view it. Yeah. Because I have people that they are hunters or their exercise, or their actors, or their musicians. And I saw that it's all groups. Mm. It's all people, things people do with their time, with groups of people. Mm. Well, for me, I want to be at home with my family. Yeah. And I would. it's easier for me to connect digitally with yeah. another group of... And physically going someplace to do, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so for, this isn't a shot on anyone, but for me... I would rather stay at home and maybe my attention isn't there completely all the time, yeah. but physically I can be brought there a lot more than if I'm 
Yeah, out hunting. Out hunting. For four days in the backcountry of who knows where, right? You're- yeah, or at, at the dance studio or at the VFW or like wherever. Right, right. I, I'm there and it's something that I can, yeah, just maintain pretty easily. And that's fun to me. And yeah. I'm realizing that I'm a nerd, right? Like <laughs> I grew up coming home and getting on America Online with the dial-up oh, and okay. doing those things and, and becoming... AIM, AOL. Yeah. Instant Messenger. Exactly. So when I go to Discord, it's that's what... Similar. Similar. Yeah. So that nostalgia kind of takes me there and it's fun to just cool. now hang out with these people from all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. And they have like minds and you can have conversations and they're supporting you. That's really cool too. Um, I, I, if it's cool, I want to ask a couple questions about the barbershop and just like, what, what's that like? I mean, you're interacting with people all the time, right? And you're hearing stories, you're hearing different things. Um, what's, what's that been like? You know, I feel like a big part of you do the cut, but it's also your personality. And so you, you have to have conversations or sometimes you don't. At times, people people want to come in and just don't want to talk, just get their hair cut. Like, what's that like? Oh, uh, that's uh, generally I'm a talker. Yeah. So I just talk, and I'm sure that I annoy some people <laughs> by just talking. Yeah. And I I've joked about this. And I I need to just put attention to it, but I should offer a haircut service that is quiet, <laughs> no talking. Yeah. So for me, I would know that I am serving that person by doing that. By doing that. Yeah. Because people don't want to tell me to not talk to them. Yeah. There's not a way to frame that. That's pol- you live in Goshen. No one's going to be rude to your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they may say it to their friends behind your back, but they'll never say it to your face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and generally, nobody's going to come into the barber shop and just say, "Hey, dude, I don't know how to say this, but don't talk to me." Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not good. It's not, it doesn't go like that. Yeah. But if I would have put it out there, I think I would be surprised with how that would get booked. Yeah. So, but I mean, I talk. I like to know people. So yeah. You know, I've listened, as I listen, like Joe, Joe Rogan is a master at interviewing people and oh, yeah. getting to know people. And I, I'm driving back and forth to barber school, a lot of podcast time, right? Oh, that's perfect. So I'm like, okay, how do I get to know people? And I realize that people are so interesting and into so much different stuff. Yeah. And I just try to ask questions. Get them talking. Yeah. I get to know them and see what they're into and see what their hobbies are. Yeah. Yeah, and you're probably learning so much from that too, because you literally—I mean—you spend half an hour with them, and over a, a period of time, you know, you can build on that. You know what their interests are and stuff, but then you can ask them other questions, start probing and learning more, and um, yeah, that's 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 fascinating. It is, and it's yeah. As, you, as people start to come, you build relationships with them, and the conversations go different places, and yeah, or sometimes they don't, and sometimes they just <laughs> fizzle out. Yeah. It's it's just interesting where we have different people, and it's really energies, and I don't know if it's a blessing or what it is, but I just, I guess I run a lot on energy, or I feel like I can yeah. feel a person's energy yeah through yeah. through that yeah you can probably discern like, and I'm you know in, in in spending so much time with people too you may spend a lot of time with that one person I bet you can feel when their day's off. Or if something's going on or something like that because they're not interacting the way that they're typically yeah. do or whatnot. Uh, yeah, and you know, vice versa also. Oh, yeah. And that's for, that's for me with um, the way that we run our business and with the way I've been trying to focus on, like, bus especially. I would rather have less relationships. I'd rather have a barber shop that wasn't 
just busy and full of people and and have a different business that supported my family mm. than to have a barbershop that I was just constantly at serving the entire community. Right. Right? Like, I'd rather be somebody for a few people than a person for everyone. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And I guess the way easiest way for me to share that is that I take over Scott's, the old Scott's barbershop that was walk-in for 55 years, 56 yeah. years. And I'm open on days that they weren't open before Wednesdays. They were never open. Yeah. I get people walking in on Wednesdays all the time that used to go to Scott's that are unaware that it's a Wednesday. <laughs> right. And that shop normally wasn't open that day. Right. So they're disappointed that I'm not taking their walk-in on a day that the shop was never open to begin with. Right. So how much about that business did they even know or that person did they know? Right. It was just a place in town that they could go to get something that they wanted Yeah. when they wanted it. Yeah, it was just a transaction. It was just a, yeah. 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 And if I can... It's like a gas station. You know what I mean? You yes. You fill up and then you're done. You know, there's no... I don't have a particular gas station that I love. You know, yeah, there's a... yeah. Yeah, and if we can budget our time with haircuts, and I can figure out a different way, and eventually, hopefully I can be the barber, you know, that hasn't changed price in 15 years, Yeah, because I didn't have to, Right. and I didn't want to do any more people anyway. Yeah, you got the group, and then it's almost like your barbershop could be like a hangout spot where you enjoy it, not like a go and work all the time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's where you can really start to feel that, the energy for different people because even the people then get used to seeing one another yeah yeah it's a it's a group yeah that's very cool well i know i see you know people always coming in and and uh they're not happy with your prices no and it's <laughs> like, yeah i don't know what scott was charging but it sounded like he was not charging enough no i think it was like 18 okay 18 yeah. 19 maybe yeah yeah, and I'm at 30, and it's that's a, a lot for some people, and it's different than what they're used to. Yeah. And it just... Oh, man. But at the same sense, it's perfect for... Yeah. It's a good price for right now. I, f I feel like it is. Yeah, I think that is. It works, fair. and and I do my best to be on time, and yeah, what you give up in price, you gain in your schedule. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be there for an hour and a half when you only want to be there for half an hour. No, and that's and that's the business part that has been fun is is uh, I've, I've got a guy Ivan Zoot, which has been a barber mentor to me oh, very cool. th that I found on YouTube, and then over the years I've built a relationship with him, and and he's like personally guided me through some things. And, no way. Yeah, and he has he really showed me the business side of ha of haircutting mm. and the systematic side of haircutting. You'd mentioned that pro that promo promo I had about refer one person and get a free haircut. Yeah. When I started that with something I got from him was that every one person a client or a customer gives to you, give them a free haircut. Yeah. Because that ultimately if you do your job, that's going to build the clientele. Yeah. And absolutely it did because what do you do? You get some real high school kids that pay for one haircut and then they want to get all the free haircuts. So they get 12 other buddies yeah. <laughs> to give you, to, to get in. So they get 12 free haircuts, 12 marks on the board, right? Yeah. If those 12 bodies stick around and don't bring you anybody, yeah, boom. Money right there. Yeah. Returning you, value. Yeah. Some stick, some don't, but that's marketing. Exactly. That's sales. That's how it goes. Yeah. And it just rolls on itself. And then and then he showed a system of when to raise your prices and, and when, how, to set, how to set up your schedule. And those were the building blocks to me that made sense. Yeah. And I learned it from him and it, and it 
and it works. And that's where it has really given us the freedom and me the freedom to, to live the life I want to now. Yeah, you're setting the systems in place to make your life easier and for your clients as well. Like, you know, you have a good system out there where you can see what your schedule is and when to book and things like that. And then you have your uh, assistant or yeah. partner. Well, yeah, and, Amber, and, and that's where Amber's really the key because, you know, she's she's a mom and, and she does a great job of, she might see a family with a, an appointment in between. And she goes, well, that's dumb. Why would they yeah. have to wait in between? And she'll do some leg work to get to get the the dad and the son together, yeah. so they can make one trip to town. Boom. Their schedule's easier, and, and and that's the type of stuff I want to do. Yeah. I don't know the oh oh Timmy gets off of school at three thirty, so we can't ever book him at four. Right, it's always got to be four thirty. Yeah, and we set it up that way, and we just make sure because I mean, what haircuts are they're fun and they're a necessity, but at the same time. It's like drill weekend. They're not convenient sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a couple hours of our day, we don't have that. Yeah. And if we can alleviate for that for people, it makes me feel good. And it Yeah, it makes them return. Yeah. Them returning. They feel like that you actually care. You're not just like uh, a utility that they use. Yeah, because exactly. Because without those people, I'm nothing. Right. None of this works without those people. Right. So I'd rather it's take care of the of the of the people that are taking care of me. Then try to be something for everybody. Yeah, I see that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's a really good way to a good perspective to have. I think people will catch that, like that they feel that. I, your your clients know that. You know, there's a reason why you have you said 50 returning, uh, month you know monthly or every two yeah. to six weeks or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a reason why you have that. You know, um, they have that relationship and they're like, yeah, you, DJ cares or the concrete barber team cares. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's cool. What, uh, do you plan on being at Scott's for a while? Is that kind of now that you're in that spot? Yeah, I would say that's, that's the plan where I want to be. And I don't see myself really moving. Yeah. And also I don't see myself adding anyone. Yeah. Either, either in there. It's just a place I think I can be and do some of the other business ventures. Yeah. That I want, that I want to do. Mm. Because, yeah, I don't want to be getting busy at the barbershop. And I don't want to continue to raise the price because that also comes with a level of service. Yeah. Right? And if my passion passion is not becoming the best hair cutter, I don't need to be at a price. That's that reflects that. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you're going to raise your price, you got to do, like, you know, a free shot or... So, like <laughs> something, something, right? beers on tap or something. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it goes but, back to serving those yeah. those people. I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up the people that I have. Yeah. And I want to find my buoyancy here and do, and Scott's allows me to do that. That's cool. Um, yeah. What's the, I mean, we're, we're raging, which is great. Um, I have a couple questions of that. Cool. And then we can wrap it up. If yeah. that works. What's, what do you think the future is? Where do you see yourself in like five years or 10 years? Oh, I would like to be, be traveling. Our goal is to be traveling and homeschooling, our daughter. Oh, very cool. On the road, right? If we're going to be learning about the Grand Canyon. Let's let, go and see it. Let's go see the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And my goal would be, and my goal and what I'm working towards is to build a build a business that will support me to do that, mm. that I can leave the barbershop for a set amount of time. And those repeating people are the people that I'm making sure I take care of. Mm. And outside of that, I don't have to turn the chair 
to support myself or pay for it. Yeah. And then I can, along the way, give haircuts and like yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, like like there's that Vic the Vic Blends guy that gives the haircuts out in the park and and gets those great messages out. Yeah. I would love to do that on the road on the way to wherever we're going. Yeah. Because that's the fun. That's cool. You know the conversation and all the things out of it. But I can't do that if I got to spin the chair to pay the bills. Yeah. And I built the life around the barber shop. Right. So that's yeah. That's the future. Yeah, my daughter's five, so she would be ten. So five years. I mean, yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, to be out there, and that's cool. Um, do you see your shop becoming like digital? Like a literally, I walk in and I, I just feel like I'm in this planet when I'm in your shop. Or no? You just, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I those those NFT frames aren't necessarily cheap, so it's hard to hard to get. I've got one of them for Christmas. Uh, everybody in my life hooked me up with that, and that was really nice. That's cool. Um, so you can see them. From the sidewalk now, rolling. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From the sidewalk, I got I got a friend that has all the NFTs that I want to display from the inhabitants yeah. out there rolling. And yeah, if we could create more experiences like that, absolutely. I want to be the, I want to be the NFT barbershop. Yeah. I want to be no, you know, I'm the, my my, other my other account is the blockchain barber. Oh, well that there yeah. you go. So Buzzcut's Twitter account is blockchain barber. Okay. And that's so that's kind of where we're having some fun there with that and. Yeah. Yeah, I would that and and working that. That's cool. That's really cool. Right. So as the NFT world, you know, it'd be fun to put Goshen on the map in some capacity mm-hmm. through NFTs. Yeah, drive business just because of that. Like, yeah. Oh, I want to go check out this barber. I've seen him on the metaverse or whatever. Right. Yeah. Let's actually go to that place and and. Oh yeah, or or even just like digitally, yeah. we have some have a we have like I don't know an online store of some capacity. Yeah. Yeah, so they can go get their bars of soap or or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, cool. I, I'm out of questions. Is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Um, hey, VCon is in Indianapolis. Oh, really? May 18th through the 20th. Okay. So that I mean, that's something I would like to go down, get, yes. go down to, and and take a couple steps in that pro, in that. Yeah. Like towards creating that environment and. Well, uh, that's. Um, is that Gary Vanderchuk? His yeah, thing? Gary Van- so, Gary Vanderchuk. Uh, yeah, I th- he'll be there. Oh, that'll be sweet. So yeah, that'll be sweet. And yeah. um, I think uh, G Funk, the guy that founded this project, the Inhabitants and Pixel Vault, he'll be there. As yeah, well. he'll he'll be there. I saw his name on the list, so it'd be cool to to go down there. And that's all your hobbies starting to emerge into one spot. Yeah, it is, and it's it's cool to see them start coming coming together and yeah, it being real. And like that frame I t- I spoke about, that has been one of the best things for to me nfts because people see it on the wall They're like what is that well, that's my nft yeah oh well that's kind of cool starts opening up a conversation yeah what is this what is that how'd you get into this where how'd that come yeah it was it's something different than just this thing on your phone right yeah and take a look at this right yeah no you can actually see the 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 digital art there yeah oh that's so cool and so yeah it's been a lot of yeah fun in that way that's so sick it's uh yeah, cool that way. Yeah, I love that man. Well, it's cool. I'm I, I, you know, for listeners at home, you need to go check out your social media just to see all the stuff you're posting. You you do a ton of stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, and um, I I appreciate the content. It's always yeah. cool to see what's happening in your life. TikTok, TikTok. Uh, YouTube Shorts. I've been doing a lot of YouTube Shorts. Yeah, those have been have been fun just to to play around there and yeah yeah. Well, you probably create creating one piece of content. You can post it multiple different ways yeah because it sticks yeah and like i'd watch gary do that and as i've been 
Last year, I said, I'm going to create content. And for a whole year, I did like I was trying to do four TikToks a day. Oh, wow. And that account got totally taken down at some point. No way, really? Yeah. Because I think I just wasn't following any of the rules. I got music going in the background. Uh. Or I was probably <laughs> driving and doing stuff I, like that that I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. And it was good because it taught me two lessons. I Not to, to like tr- create your content yourself in-house and then distribute it. Yeah. Instead of just creating it on the platform, because then it's gone completely. Oh, yeah. And then, too, I took a lot of lessons of some probably really bad content that is now gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I take those lessons and create this way. So now I create them in the in-house yeah. and just push them out all the different socials. So it's yeah. just been fun to go to YouTube Shorts and, like, create there. Cause, and that's been a lot of the barbershop stuff. and Yeah. Just kind of your journey. Yeah. It's all coming together. Yeah. That's really sweet. Where can people follow, uh, find you? So on all the socials, it'll be Concrete Barber. Okay. Uh, Twitter, or I'm sorry, TikTok is going to be, Concrete is going to be spelled C0. Okay. Because, yeah, because I got the, got, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Concrete Barber. Very cool. YouTube, Concrete Barber. And then there's uh, ConcreteBarber.com. Oh, very, yep. Is our website where you can book haircut appointments. And then we have also got an online store where you can order Buzz Cuts Bar Soap or a couple other uh, soaps from Soapy Gnome. Cool. And um, some hair products from Samson's uh, Samson Pomade, which they're up in Kalamazoo. Oh, really? Yeah, they're in at the barber shop, like just like me, and they they make hair products. And oh, we met cool. them, and that's that's one of the, our favorite products in the shop there. Yeah, so, I think I've seen I've seen you post a couple times. Yeah, it's cool because there's a couple guys like us doing their thing. Yeah, and trying to get out past the local piece, which it sounds like they are. Yeah, which is very cool. Yeah. I'll post all those in the notes on the episode. So if listeners want to just click, it'll be linked. Okay. So you can find it. But yeah, Concrete Barber all over. DJ, man, thanks for coming on and uh, telling your story. And Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate the sub too. So You're welcome. Um, all right, guys. We'll catch you later. Uh, peace. Hey, bye.